literally millions of tourism workers lost their job, tourism businesses that closed down, and that had an enormous impact on livelihoods. Hello, this is the weekly Tradecast, a new podcast brought to you by UNCTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the globe. This week, with the holidays just around the corner, we're looking at travel and tourism in a post-pandemic world. In 2019, the year before the COVID outbreak, the tourism industry was worth around three and a half trillion US dollars. The United Nations said it lost about that much during the pandemic. Tourism provides work for one in 10 people around the world. So there's an economic urgency to getting travelers back on the road and in the air. After two years of COVID restrictions, flights, hotels, museums and scenic spots were packed this summer. But many parts of the travel industry, especially airlines, were just not ready for the surge in demand. Chaos ensued with cancelled flights, lost luggage and hours of delay. And journeys may not be much smoother for the many millions of people travelling over the year-end holidays. For more on tourism's uncertain and uneven recovery, I'm joined by Claudia Rothlisberger, an UNCTAD economist with a passion for sustainable tourism and gender issues. Claudia loves travelling, has been to every continent and has always been fascinated by the power of tourism to build bridges across cultures. Welcome to uh, this week's podcast, Claudia. Now, surely anyone could have predicted such a huge jump in demand once travel resumed. So why was there so much chaos this summer? Thank you, Sarah. Travel restrictions have only been lifted in uh, many countries earlier this year. And in some parts of the world, there are so many, many travel restrictions in place. So it really depends on where we look at. It's also a case that shows that it's actually easier to fire than to hire. There are mm. literally millions of tourism workers that have lost their job and they redeployed many of them into other uh, sectors. And it's not so easy to find again the right uh, people to hire them and to train. These people, it's difficult to find again uh, workers. And a similar situation for tourism businesses that had closed down. So uh, to set up a new business, that is a time-consuming process. And what about the future then? In, if we consider that tourism has experienced nearly six decades of uninterrupted growth, it's difficult to think why that should not uh, continue. So that has happened on the back of globalization. So as there was more freedom of movement of people, of capital, more cross-border investment, uh, uh, increasing middle class, people have traveled more and people love to travel. And they also travel for business purposes or for visiting relatives and friends. So it's not so clear why that should change in the near future as we continue living in a very globalized world. Now, travel does, from what we've seen this summer, appear to have rolled back to life. Um, but is it anywhere near the pre-pandemic levels? The UN uh, World Tourism Organization they showed that in the first five months of 2022, about 
half of the international tourist arrivals were recorded to those in the pre-pandemic 2019 year. Uh, but here again, it depends very much of where we look. So in Europe, that number is higher, whereas in Asia, that number is much, much lower. And what is also important to consider is that these are numbers for the first five months of the year, so before the European summer. Now, it's interesting that you mention Asia because, of course, before COVID, China was the world's leading source of tourists. But now the Chinese are still really not traveling. How much has China's zero COVID policy impacted global tourism? Uh, that's a very important factor for tourism uh, demand because China, both as a, a destination market and the source market, is very is very important. So as you said, it was the top source market before the pandemic, and about twenty percent of global tourism spending was from the Chinese market. So that has a, a very uh, very strong impact. I think COVID is still on people's mind. Now, when you travel, you're worried about travel restrictions, the additional cost. No? So that uncertainty, that is still a, a concern. There's a lot of research ongoing on the effect or the impact of the pandemic on behavior. But what we do know is that COVID has accelerated digitalization and have changed the way we work, more meetings and interactions online. That very likely will have an impact on tourism demand in the future for business travel. But for leisure, digitalization may actually be a facilitator as it makes it easier to book a room or to book a, a, a ticket or to request visas. So many people's livelihoods depend on tourism and what must be done to help the industry? It is a vital industry uh, in many developing countries and uh, COVID has shown international tourist arrivals declining almost 70% in 2020 and 2021. We have seen what that means. So literally millions of tourism workers lost their job tourism businesses that closed down and that had an enormous impact on livelihoods. But also it is a very important sector for export earnings in many developing countries and that meant that these countries had much more difficulties in servicing their debt. Ankhdad estimated the impact of the decline in tourism on the GDP and it's up to 4 trillion US dollars. That's about the size of the German economy. So the sector really has been hugely impacted. The cost of living crisis is global. It affects us all. Uh, inflation eats people's budgets. We see that increasing fuel prices, they translate into higher transport costs, and that has an important bearing on the tourism industry. We need it to recover, and we need it to recover better. So that means that it needs to become more resilient and more sustainable, and we need to support tourism workers with social protection or tourism businesses with credit lines. And it's also for the future to enable workers, especially in developing countries, to also move to jobs within the tourism sector that are of more value addition, that are more higher skilled. So Claudia, tell me, what is the future of travel 
and how must the industry evolve? So the future of travel will be more conscious about climate change, as climate change is increasingly on, on people's minds. So what does that mean? It will create a different demand. We have seen that there are now, for instance, some train companies that offer overnight sleeper trains from Northern Europe to the Alps. It may also incentivize a more domestic travel or more regional travel. It's also an opportunity to use tourism for the conservation of the landscape, because after all, the beauty and the health of the landscape are the most important asset of the tourism industry. Thank you very much, Claudia. That was UNCTAD's Claudia Ruthlisberger, who was this week's guest. Tune into the weekly Tradecast next week and every week for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. There's even more on our website, unctad.org. I'm Sarah Toms in Geneva. Goodbye for now. Thank you.